All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. This is Blog Worker and Triathlete Wannabe Big Al from Spokane, Washington. I am a triathlete wannabe because, as an old fart, I enjoy stretching my limits, pushing further than I once thought possible, and I really like to sweat. Hi, this is Carrie from Fairfax, Virginia, and I try because I needed a hobby, and why not try a try? This is Cry Mace from that thriving metropolis, Fair Delaware. Thanks to Kahuna and the ever-so-hot Iron Will for fueling my start to try. I try so that my young runners uh, can see that I walk the talk. It's the best way for me to stay in control and for the great party. Awesome people. All the listeners and readers are great. Thanks a lot. See ya. This is Commodore from Mason, Arizona, and I try because training makes me feel younger. Woohoo! I'm Melanie Quaid, and I do uh, this little sport called Akatera, and I do it because uh, it's the most fun sport you could possibly do. All right, Iron Will, it's time for Get Your Geek On podcast number four. Are you ready? I was born ready, Kahuna. Right on. Hey, we've got a we got a <laughs> awesome show today. Uh, Jam packed. What were some of the highlights? I do believe that we have a celebrity guest star. We do. We have a certain world champion named Melanie McQuaid and the Kahuna. Oh my gosh. Is actually we're taping this a little bit early, but the Kahuna is going down to take her surfing in San Diego and go for a swim with her at a uh, pool down in La Jolla. So. It's going to be a big day tomorrow. I'm actually um, ditching work to go down there and do this for just uh, for just for our our uh, listeners. So that wow, be, is Mrs. Kahuna freaking out? You know, I, I didn't. I told her, you know, I'm going with a world champion triathlete. I didn't show her pictures or um, <laughs> exactly tell her about my crush on Melanie. But uh, Melanie has a boyfriend. <laughs> I found out. Um, so and she's very. Um, I, we, I always say cool, but she's she's very cool. And I've been talking to her to set this thing up, and she had forgotten her bathing, or um, you know, her uh, swimsuit. And her so we bathing? Were, oh. Well, so no, listen, listen. So she was. Um, so we were going to do this last week, and I, I, I had something I couldn't. I had to get out of it. But anyway, she goes, "Well, that's okay, because I was just going to have to swim in, in my bikini when we worked out." I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, that, that, that would have been, been, it been horrible." Been, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm feeling your pain, really. <laughs> so. We'll go. Yeah. We'll go uh, surfing, and so we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, audio from from that, and we have that's um, awesome. And you, we have the surprise of triathlete, which is always a, a fun time. Who, who's it this week? We are gonna see if we can get in touch with uh, Kevin Sarnota. I hope I'm saying his name right, but we'll find out pretty soon when we give him a call. That's coming up pretty quick, I think. And then uh, Coach's Corner. We have that. And we have a triathlete chapters. Uh, I did the first one. You're going to do the second one. And then we want our, and we, I think we got our first uh, audio submission from a listener. So that's, um, that's cool. Uh, yeah, from England. That's the, definitely the, the, the guy was from United England. United Kingdom. United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, our first international submission. Uh, we don't count Canada as international. And yeah. um, You're going to get a hate mail. <laughs> and you've got tri-life lessons, right? Yeah, yeah, we have that, and then um, we've got some emails that we need to read and uh, announce our sponsors and thank them. So, uh, yeah, let's get this thing going. And we're not going to have any bloopers at the end, are we? 
Believe me, there's bloopers at the end. It depends on if you get Robo C back on the line, and then I might giggle for a while. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, well let's let's. Uh, do you want to dip into the the email bag real quick and see what kind of letters we got this week? Yeah, yeah, we have a couple here. Um, this one is actually from Curly Sue, and it says, uh, I'm 24 and single, although I live with my boyfriend, and I'm a master of music, and in parentheses, oh, this is cute, in parentheses, or I have the degree, in flute performance. I love classical music and really all kinds of music when I'm not freaking out about my lack of career. <laughs> Um, but reading is my first love. I got into the triathlons about a year and a half ago. Did my first half Ironman this May. Wildflower, Kuna. Oh, We're gonna my call gosh. her. Yeah, no she, kidding. She's gonna be down in wild. She's gonna be down in wildflower with you guys this year. Oh, very so, cool. So. Yeah, I found one actually from uh, Stu of Simply Stu. Have you heard of his podcast, Ironwell? Yeah, he's kind of famous. Yeah, he's kind of famous. He says, uh, "Hello, welcome to the world of podcasting. What a blast! Anyway, I love your show." Ask if we want to do some sort of uh, cross promotions together, and then uh, said, uh, "Hey, all right." It's funny he has the same uh, same problems as we do. I, I struggle so much with the sound quality of the show. I finally just bit the bullet and got better equipment. This podcast oh. is costing me so much money. Yikes! <laughs> so sounds very familiar. But here's here's a th- here's a neat thing, and, and I, I maybe you heard the segment between you and Robos too, but maybe you met me, I don't know. But again, welcome to the world of podcasting. You guys have the best chemistry that I have seen. <laughs> you just make it more of a challenge to stay on top of things. Simply Stu, and it's oh. simplystew.org if you want to get his podcast. Um, oh my so, gosh! Yeah, so that's nice. He's I, I don't know if he's a godfather of um, or podfather <laughs> of triathlon, uh, but he he's actually. Oh. Um, popular guy the pod father the pod father that's yeah. brilliant stick with me iron will You're, you'll do all right wow that was good <laughs> hey, uh, by the way before we get too deep in this we should tell because we've, we've picked up a lot of new um, listeners and you are a once well i'll tell you who i am i am the trikeet kahuna i live in southern california in the oc and father for uh Sort of a middle of the packer, even though I did play second in the Thunder Thighs division of a um, Hermosa Beach Day at the Beach Triathlon for over 40 <laughs> people. So it was a small enough category <laughs> that I could actually do something. Um, and we're both doing, um, I, I'm doing Ironman Florida this year, and you're doing Ironman. And I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm podcasting from uh, the Trigeek Dreams, which is my website headquarters in um, Orange County. Oh, but see, and a lot of people I think might think that we're kind of down the in the same you know area, but I'm actually um, not too far outside of Chicago in the Midwest. And um, you mentioned yeah, I'm doing an Ironman, but I'm doing Wisconsin, so I'm gonna kind of go go through the Iron Gates first and let you know what it's like. Um, yeah. And uh, I've had uh, let's see, what have I done now? I've done one half Ironman. Steelhead was my first half. And um, run a couple of marathons and a handful of sprints, and so this year we're going to see what it's like on the other side of uh, of that half. So. And you're a teacher, mother to happily married to an incredible graphic artist, right? Yeah, he's awesome. He's actually uh, he's an art director and a designer, so he's and a professional photographer, and he's just kind of jack of all trades. And uh, so yeah, we have a. Uh, Four soon to be five year old in a few weeks, and um, a four soon or a three soon to be four year old in a few months. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty busy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, well, do you want to go to um, to surprise somebody? Try Kevin. 
Yeah, let's let's uh, let's call Kevin up. Okay. And did Kevin get a hold of us? How do we get a hold of Kevin? How do we get Kevin's name? Kevin is awesome because um, I like periodically freak out on my on my website and <laughs> with all of this. Uh, Occasionally, yes. <laughs> and uh, and so he's you know he's written me some really nice like hey get out of the tree notes that he's been very supportive with with lots of different advice like so many other triathletes out there um, I get all kinds of cool email like calm down you'll be fine don't you remember two weeks ago when you freaked out and you were fine <laughs> wow so, uh, and is he from the Midwest too he is uh, not too far outside of Chicago himself so he's actually from the town uh, where I was born which is uh, Oak Park Illinois so. Um, oh we're gonna call Kevin up. Okay. Well, here it's gonna ring in a second. Hopefully. Hello. Hi, Kevin. Oh. How are you? Good. How are you, Iron Will? Hey, hey Kevin. <laughs> it's, good. It's, you do know who I am. It's a Tri Geek Kahuna. How you doing? Hey, Kahuna. How Hello. are you? Good. Good. Uh, hang up the phone, Michael. Right. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this! I love it. He's got the Chicago accent. I feel like I'm home. This is great. <laughs> I don't hear it, but whatever. <laughs> so, Kevin, tell us a little uh, little bit about your background in, in uh, triathlon. Well, actually, uh, I, uh, I'm going into my third season. Um, I started, well, about 10 years ago. You know, Chicago Triathlon is pretty big around here. And um, I remember telling my sister-in-law and, and brother-in-law at the time, who was a, a pretty competitive cyclist, like, you know, one day I'm going to do that. And the and they both looked at me like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And uh, about three years ago, I was just really, really badly out of shape. And um, uh, probably in no, you know, November, some December, sometime, watching uh, the Ironman, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Hawaii on TV, and you know what? Those I gotta find those people are nuts, and uh, <laughs> I have to find out what makes them nuts because. Uh, <laughs> I got to do that. So, so I signed up for you know I, I uh, the first season I signed up for a couple of super sprints, which is the shortest distance triathlon you can run. And uh, I figured you know what I'm gonna I'm just gonna get in shape enough to do that. And so that's how I started. And the next year I did sprints, and this year will be my um, third season, and uh, doing uh, Olympic distance this year in uh, Minneapolis in Chicago. And also um, Exeter, Milwaukee, and the last race I'll do is a little race called Tri Shark. Uh, oh my Shark. gosh! Excuse me. Yeah, that's uh, that's another off road. I really, I really have fallen in love with the off road stuff. It's, it's, um, it's way more punishing, and I love punishing. Oh, did you watch the, <laughs> did you watch the Exeter Championship today? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. No, oh, hey, uh, Kevin, tell me, uh, guess who? Um, I'm going to go work out with tomorrow. Mad Mel McQuaid. That's correct. Yes, sir. I'm going to teach her how to ride the bike, I think. She's, she's awesome. <laughs> she's, she's actually quite tiny. I kind of sort of said hello to her in Milwaukee last year, and, uh, and I was amazed at how uh, TV makes everybody look bigger than they really are. She's uh, she's not she's not a very big girl. Really, she looks like tough. I mean, you would, like, oh yeah, I mean she's tough and she's built, but she's like. I mean, I'm six two. She's like, I don't know, five three, five four, maybe. Wow, she yeah. looks like she could stomp somebody. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Well, I, I, I have no Man. doubt she can stomp somebody, but she's just way shorter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, you're, you're just completely hooked on uh, triathlon. Um, 
it's it's good for the soul. Right. Um, you know, oh, you're, there you you're, go. You're you're out there. You're um, you're battling the elements. You've come a long way in even getting prepared to hit the start line. And you just in in the course of training and in the course of the hours and hours you put in in your diet and in your um, in your regimen, and then several times during any given race, you full you run full on head steam straight into who you are. Um, after, mm-hmm. You know, on a, on a on a really tough day, everything is stripped away, and you are exhausted, and you uh, you know you are down to the core essence of who you are, and uh, and that's that's can be an, invig- an invigorating thing, and you you battle back from being worn out and dehydrated or, you know, not enough uh, not enough juice in your system to go on except for the drive that you have and you cross the finish line and it's uh, what I call the Superman effect, you know. It's like, what can't I oh, do? Yeah. I just did that. What what can't I do in my life? And, hmm. and for quite a while, um, you know, until you start to slow down and reality kicks back in, you know, you really live your life in, in that mindset. You know, it's really, for me, it's really good. I, I know other athletes have a hard time with it being kind of anticlimactic, um, but for me, it's, it's the fuel that ke- kind of keeps me going. You really you really just kind of summed it up right there. That's awesome. Well, and, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah, yeah, that's why I do it. That's why I do it. <laughs> now, I hear some little, some kitties in the background there. Oh, uh, yeah, ones, yeah right? I've got several of them around here. Got a nice now, how old are your program. kids? Michael is uh, going to be 12 this summer. Emily is six, and little Porter will be four in April. Wow! So you have a full house here. You've got the little ones and the the domestic thing going on, and then you try and wow! So see, yeah, you represent probably a, a good chunk of uh, of the listeners here to this podcast today. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, and I'm uh, uh, this year. My wife is going to do her first race as well. So she's really yes. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Oh, see yeah. the family who tries together stays together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dragged her around for two seasons, and she's like, "No," nah. I'm like, "You know, you got to try this." She's like, "No, nah, that's really your thing. It's fine." She spent ten minutes <laughs> talking to some woman at Chicago, you know, tr- uh, Accenture last year, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm being able to try this." I'm like, "Okay, I guess I listen to cap, you know." <laughs> so oh, there you go. <laughs> so what's your next race that's coming up? What's your next uh, stop? Well, actually, the first the first race of the season, I I got a little slow in in, in signing up, and I I'm I'm a bit of a wuss. I don't like cold water, so my first race will not <laughs> be until uh, July fifteenth, I believe it is, in Minneapolis. <laughs> and no, kept, Minneapolis. Oh, well, then good. I do Xterra Milwaukee. Then I'll do um, the Chicago Accenture, and then. Um, uh, trail shark at the end of the season. But I, I I will probably try and fit one or two other smaller races in there because those are all pretty big races. Yeah, that Chicago Accenture is the largest triathlon race in the world. Yeah. They have over like what nine thousand participants or it's, something like that. It's pretty nutty. It's pretty nutty. But last yeah, year oh was a, last year was an absolutely gorgeous day, and you and the, you swim inside the break wall here. In uh, in Belmont, no, it's not Belmont Harbor, whatever it is, um, and and it's just it's it's a gorgeous day, and 
and it's funny. I lived in this. I lived downtown. I just moved out to a suburb outside the city, Oak Park, but I lived uh, downtown for 12 years. And during that race, I got to see the city from different perspectives that I had never seen in in 12 years of living downtown. So that was, in and of itself, that was a treat. And Kevin, let's go back to uh, something you said real quick. Is is you like Xterra better because it's it's, it's harder? Why why is it harder? Well, I don't. I I I'm. I'll probably hear from my friends who ride road races more <laughs> um, about that. But te- I think the bike is so technically challenging. Um, it, it really is. It really is punishing. And I know that there are hills and and uh, all the good stuff on the road races and the crosswinds that make it uh, make it tougher. And it is. And it each is difficult in their own way. But for me. Um, the technical difficulties and the mechanical failures that um, that rear their ugly heads more often on a off-road course um, really make it more of a uh, more, make it more of a challenge. Not to mention the way the good folks at Xterra set up their uh, their courses <laughs> and the uh, and the run. I can remember uh, come racing in Milwaukee last year, and a couple of teammates of mine on the Chicago Tri Club. Um, that I joined last year. Uh, I'll talk about the same point in the race where we're coming up on you know, about three quarters into the run, and we make this blind turn, and then le- there ahead of us lies a staircase, you know, of these wooden timbers that must that just seem to reach for the sky. It's probably a good, I don't know, hundred meter staircase, you know. And here we are at the end of our at the end of our physical rope, so to speak. And uh, and we've, we've run all this way. We don't have much farther to go, but in order to get there, we have to climb the staircase. <laughs> it's just we all like started laughing oh about gosh. you know our reaction to that, and that's uh, you know you get to the end of that finish line, and boy, you've accomplished something, regardless where you finish. And, and what does a mountain wow. bike? What does a mountain bike cost for, for to to do well, that race? You know, I I raced the first year I did it. I raced on a mountain bike that was probably. Um, you know, a couple hundred bucks. I uh-huh. think you'll find that people um, are will will run a bike all over the gamut. But this year, my my bike, my setup on my mountain bike will, you know, I I built it piece by piece. But total, it's about worth about three grand. Oh. Wow! And, and you have a road bike too. Yeah, I have a road bike. I have a 1984 Schwinn Super Latour. So you can see where wow. my priorities. <laughs> my bike oh my god! And my uh, my mountain bike's worth three grand. Wow! It, you what, know, I think your bike is worth more than my car. It well, my bike just... is is worth more than my car too. Uh, that's why you know you're dedicated. That's how you know you're dedicated. Um, right. Hey, Kevin, what do you do for a living, by the way? If you don't mind me asking. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a graphic artist. Oh my God! They're all hey, over the place. Look at I've that! Been, they I've, are. <laughs> I've been doing this since I was 18 years old. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Neat. So you work at like a design agency, or actually, I work, in, I work more in the I work more in the commercial printing um, uh, sector. Yeah, we we oh, I work in okay, a gotcha. very highly specialized. Okay. Oh God! I think there's a difference between graphic artist and graphic designer. Well, yes, your husband is a designer, and I've seen some of his stuff, and it's pretty fantastic. I am. Um, I I have designed some stuff, but what I do mostly is help graphic designers, I guess, get their stuff produced correctly on 
on press. So my my expertise is more in the area of production, where I do have some okay. creative See, skills. My... I have a more technical skills. Gotcha. See, that's what my father-in-law does. So it's like a whole big family gotcha. thing there. So. I... I got it. All right. Well, that's it. That's very cool. Look at this. What a small world. Hey, last question, at least for me, uh, Kevin. Are you enjoying these podcasts? I am. I am very much. Um, you know, I have. Uh, I have. I'm surrounded by Macintosh at work, so it's pretty easy to uh, <laughs> just, uh, get, go to the uh, whatever it is, iTunes, and and note, And there's already a message waiting for me that the uh, that the uh, podcast is ready to be downloaded. So I just click. And uh, down it comes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you both so. for being great, you know, inspirations to those of us who are out there just trying to, you know, find our way through this and, and have fun doing it. And I, and I think, uh, especially in the off-season, reading, participating in, the, uh, in the listening to the podcast, it just keeps us going, keeps that fire burning until the, uh, the warm weather uh, comes around again and we can jump back on our bikes and hit the outdoor trails and, don't even tell me about living in California. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Chicago, and we are still running on indoor tracks and uh, and riding on stationary bikes. <laughs> Listen, it was chilly today. It's about 73. So yeah, uh, that must be. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right, Kevin. Well, listen, you take care, and uh, and you thanks too. thanks for uh, thanks for helping us out too. Thank you guys. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Kevin. Bye bye. Oh, what a nice guy. Hey, well, I want to do one thing that's sort of off our agenda. Is I want to, I want to, um, if you don't mind, just call um, Joel for one second. Playboy Joel is is my training partner. who said he's going to do Wildflower, and he was going to begin beginning training um, January one. I don't think he's done one <laughs> bit of training. Hold on, this uh, is it. Yeah. Hey, Joel, it's the Kahuna. I'm so Kahuna. <laughs> and, and Iron Will. What are you guys doing? I'm busy. What do you got a date? I'm watching the football game. What's well, that commercial? I just, I just, I've been watching it too. In between, uh, in between takes here. <laughs> hey, what? Uh, we're just checking on your training. Are you sitting right now? Are you serious? <laughs> you guys do this right now. So that's it. You haven't done any training. <laughs> I'm opening the refrigerator, looking at. I'm trying to oh, decide whether I see. want a Negra Modelo, a Corona, <laughs> or a Bud Light. <laughs> so you could be on your trainer right now, sitting in front of the TV and getting in a really good workout. You guys talk <laughs> so much. Wait, wait, listen to this. Hold on. Wait, listen. Here we go. Oh, yeah. That is a good sound. Did, That's the sound of a Bud Light opening. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, Joel, are you in or out for Wildflower? Don't put me on the spot like this, Kenona. Don't do it. Don't do it. This is a conversation we have to have in private. Oh, not my God. Oh. Not a conversation to be had publicly. Did you Did you hear the conversation oh. between um, Iron Will and Robos 2 last week, by the way? Oh, no. That, so now he's going to turn right? on me. Look at this. Did, did, <laughs> did you hear the conversation last week between Robos 2 and Iron Will? No, it Oh my God! There was some chemistry. Let's just say that. Oh, really? God. Sparks fly. Sparks fly as iron will iron matched up against Robo Suit's hard experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Joel, careful. I am a wordsmith. I am a man that can turn a phrase. There was sort of this metal metal attraction 
Full Metal Attraction. Yeah. So, um, okay. Anyway, okay. Will, Will's going to be pissed oh, off at me now. Um, all right. Well, Joel, we'll check back with you next, next week. What's that? We'll check back with you next week to see how your training's going. Oh, okay. It, okay. Thanks for checking oh, in. God. And, and there's going to be... <laughs> And one more thing. I guess I think, you know, I have to decide whether I, I, I go see a, a girl after the game or go to the casino. I'm not sure which I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> don't, you, <laughs> don't you usually go to the casino and then see the girl? I didn't know it was one or the other. What's that? Did All right. you get the girl yeah, at the casino? Maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be an either-or proposition. Yeah, exactly. You can't bring a girl to the casino, <laughs> Iron Wilkes. It, it wrecks your concentration. <laughs> And so, um, but don't they like have them there, like ready to go? <laughs> isn't, isn't, that, isn't that how it works? <laughs> no, he needs he needs yeah, a. I'm Wilkes drunk. Is that drunk? <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. You did, you did the classy casino girls. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get it. All right, James, okay. back. Right, I gotta go. Okay, see you, see you, Joel. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you guys got to get together for on a race or something because you guys would just kill each other, you know, by the end of the. I <laughs> the would. The he's like my. Uh, he's like my antithesis. Oh, he's, he's, uh, well, you gotta, you gotta be. Like, you gotta. No, no. Listen. In, in defense of my friend Joel, he is a he, in person. He's a very, <laughs> very nice guy. He may come off the wrong way over here. Did he, did he ask me if I was drunk? Ah. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, if you met him, you would you would actually like him. I, I got to stick up for my man. Um, <laughs> um, okay, this is a wild show so far. Let's move forward. Uh, now, tell me, um, we're going to do coach's, coach's corner next, correct? Yes, definitely. All right, here we go. All right, well, uh, here with my coach, Greg Mueller. And, uh, Greg, we are wondering um, if you would mind letting us know uh, what what the commitment spectrum is um, for preparing for triathlon, whether that be, you know, a sprint or an Ironman or something like that. Um, but more, I guess since a lot of us are, are trying to gear up for Ironman, um, what does it take uh, as far as hours of training? I mean, I've heard of people finishing Ironmans on just, you know, eight to ten hours a week of training. Um, does somebody really need to go 20-plus hours a week uh, toward the end there in order to pe- be ready to cross that line? Um, we're talking about Ironmans right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's still up for debate. There's a couple different, well, there's, there's two trains of thought. One is uh, longer and slower, and one is uh, shorter and more intense. And there's um, several uh, really popular coaches all, all over the world that um, have theories in both arenas. I, I happen to think that um, it, it really depends on the person um, and paradoxically really a person with less efficiency with probably less experience would actually need more time, but likely the person that's more efficient and faster has more time, and that would probably be the professional athlete. Um, But I I think that you can get away with um, 14 hours a week as possibly a mean number. So that might suggest that in the winter winter, you're around seven hours, and maybe you're going to have some 20-hour weeks in the summer. And and as I said um, last time, I think that it's important in so 
some regards to just have that mental confidence going to the race to know that you've been where you're going on race day and it's not someplace new. Likewise, you don't want to shock your body physically too much on race day. Um, and that said, you can't do a 12 or a 15-hour workout leading up to the race, but you want to insert things that are comparable to that. And really, the commitment to do an Ironman is pretty substantial, and so that would mimic uh, the number of hours that you'd be working out. Wow. Okay. So um, it depends really then on, on the individual, but uh, probably the person who's the least experienced is going to need more time in the saddle, not only to sort of set up that base, but because they're not used to it, but also to kind of prep their mindset for how long things are going to actually be come race day. Right. And, and paradoxically, that person probably can't afford uh, to do that, whether it's with commitments or time or financially, it's a big commitment. So I'm saying that, um, yeah, the the novice, it would be nice if they could be in the saddle more to get used to it and be more familiar with the race. But that, that usually is not what ends up happening because it just doesn't work with family commitments and jobs and, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing the sport for fun. And so going out for a seven-hour bike ride isn't very realistic. Maybe a four- or five-hour bike ride, bike ride is not only realistic, but I would say that that's pretty essential. But you've got guys that are doing six- to eight-hour bike rides on a daily basis uh, that are pros. So it's hard to surpass that kind of uh, time on the bike. Oh, okay. I gotcha. So um, basically the people who uh, need the most time in the saddle probably have the least time to spare. Right. So they can they need to kind of grab what they can and, and exactly. do their best and show up on race day. You got it. Okay. Well, I'm definitely in that boat. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks again, Greg. Um, I appreciate your time. You're always so um, very thorough and willing to... Uh, to share your knowledge, so we definitely appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks again, Greg Mueller, guys, and uh, back to Kahuna. Hey, Will, that was an excellent interview. Thanks so much, and look forward to another one next week. It's uh, Let's go and do uh, tri-life chapters, or triathlete chapters, I'm sorry. Who, it's yeah, going to be a superstar this week, right? A superstar. I don't know about that. Um, but it's going to be my chapter this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. I'm, I'm very, I, you know, I hope you're talking about your change from... Uh, um, your transformation and your name and how you got your name and, and all that stuff. Is is that uh, on the mark? Yeah. Actually, we're going to go from ground zero and uh, find out how Iron Will came to be. So, oh, great. Definitely. Well, well let's, I can't, let's just let's go, let's go right to it because I, I can't wait to hear it. It was years in the making. My apathy, my doubt, my fear. I was depressed, withdrawn, combative, and defensive. It wasn't a bright time, and I knew it. I subscribed to every fashion magazine, went on every fad diet, searched around every quick fix corner, and found nothing. Until one day, I said, enough. And something answered me. So you finally sick of it? Do you think you're ready this time? It wasn't my voice, but it was familiar. It was the voice I wanted to have. It was commanding and confident. I felt secure because of it, focused. I called it Wilhelmina. It sounded like a warrior's name. 
That day I decided to follow my alter ego since I'd tried to find my own way out of the woods for so long but only wound up deeper in the thick of it. Will hacked a path and when I fell back she grabbed me up and pulled me on. There's only one way out of here, the way you make for yourself. She was right and I started watching, learning. I wanted to become her and she wanted to show me how. I hadn't run since high school, 15 years, and even then I wasn't very good. Two days after I found Will, she signed me up for a marathon before I ever knew what was happening. I had no time to train for a marathon. I barely had time to handle the schedule I had. A family with two preschoolers, a full-time teaching job. <laughs> there was no more time in the day. Well, then we'll just have to make some, Will decided. She calculated how many extra hours I'd need to prepare to build from the ground up. It would be one hour a day, so I started there. I got up an hour earlier each day to run for my life. But soon I realized that Will was more than just a life preserver. She wanted more than to just get by, more than to just survive the day and the daily happenings. She wanted to leave fingerprints on the sky. I knew that one of my co-workers was a veteran Ironman, and because I knew, so did Will. While preparing for my first marathon, she inquired and joined his tri-team. The next day, she got us roped into filling in on a relay team for a race that very weekend, the bike leg. <laughs> I didn't even own a bike. Well then, we'll just have to get one, Will decided. And the next day, I went to the bike shop and bought the only thing they had in stock, a Trek hybrid. That night, I rode 10 miles after not having ridden a bike since I was 13 years old. That weekend, I rode 25 over a course that had my last name, literally, on the street sign that housed the highest hill. See? It has your name on it. Will had a way of finding all the signs for me. After that race, she signed me up for Steelhead, a half Ironman. I'd never swum the half mile of the sprint race I'd just filled in for, let alone a full 1.2 miles. I was terrified. I can't even swim with my face in the water. Well then, we'll just have to learn. And that's exactly what I spent the next year doing, swimming and running toward a marathon and a half Ironman. The training hours got longer, earlier and earlier. Everything got more intense. I fell so many times. I cried and complained as she pulled me up again and again. And soon I even began to wonder about my own sanity. But I couldn't go back to what I was. I just wanted peace in my life. That was all. You want peace? Chase down your war every morning and get it out of the way. She would hear no excuses. And she made me press on. I finished that marathon with tears in my eyes because I'd seen dark places down that road. I finished the half Ironman with absolutely no regard for my composure because I took some shrapnel from the barrel of that last five miles. But I made it, and I started to feel the change. I started to feel a little less desperation and a little more will. And now, halfway there, I feel her more than ever. I know when I cross that tape at Ironman, Wisconsin, it will be my last day in this cocoon, my last moment. I set out to become Will and let her pen my place in cyberspace. After a month, a California triathlete surfer dude asked her to come ashore. He read her scribblings, her schedule, her goals, and called her Iron, Iron Will. I'm writing her story, my story, from the beginning into the cold water, out and back again with the riptide, and across the finish line. I'm glad I've met so many friends out here and in here, and that I haven't been alone like I thought. Forging Iron Will is the title of the book, but I digress. This is but a chapter of our story.
Ah, uh, well, thanks, thanks a lot. I think that solves a lot of mystery uh, for some people who don't know your whole story, and um, it's it's very moving. So, so thanks so much for that. Oh, thanks. No, it's awesome to have the opportunity. Uh, yeah, people who read my blog probably know some of this stuff, but um, yeah, that's the that's the whole story. So, hopefully, there are some other folks out there who want to call in and um, or send us an MP3, even better, of their story. And uh, next week, we'll have somebody new. And we'll have those numbers um, on our, or we have those numbers on our blogs, and also at the end of the show, we give all the information as well from our announcer. So. Um, uh, which which uh, Dakota is g- going to be with us this week, so you, you get that to look forward oh, to. Oh, good. She's back. She's back. I saw her name back on her dressing room door, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, I had, um, you know, my dream uh, day, not a date, but dream day with uh, Melody McQuay, the world champion Xterra um, triathlete, and um, I know that we were scheduled to go surfing and then go to the pool for a, a master's workout at lunch. And um, so let's, let's roll the tape. All right, this is the first of a multi-part interview with Melanie McQuaid, the world champion Xterra triathlete and um, favorite daughter of Canada. She talked with a Trigi Kahuna in Del Mar, California, and um, in future interviews she talks about what it's like to be a triathlon sex symbol and what it's like to swim with the Trigi Kahuna. You want to stay tuned. All right, here goes. This is the Tri-Geek Kahuna. I'm sitting in Del Mar Beach on the beach with Melanie McClay, the world champion um, Xterra triathlete, and uh, who's too scared to go in the water because of sharks. <laughs> and it's too cold for this Canadian. Um, so we're just sitting here talking on the beach, and there's a helicopter coming overhead. Um, so, Melanie, tell me, um, tell me why Xterra is opposed to um, other forms of triathlon. First off, the waves just aren't big enough, <laughs> and it's just not quite cold enough, and it's just too closed out and small here in uh, California for me. We like our West Coast, you know, Vancouver Island waves, so when you've got some decent surf, then I'll come back. But uh, uh, Xterra, mostly because I was a mountain biker first, so... I just figured as a mountain biker I could come in and kick some little triathlete ass um, on the bike. So that's sort of why I started with that. But um, And it was it was actually an organizer. He used to organize a, a mountain bike stage race that does the Xterra Tour now. And I knew them. And so they invited me to Hawaii while I was in France for the Road World Championships for cycling and uh, gave me a free hotel and I figured I'd just go on holiday and do their race and I I think back then coming second at the Worlds was worth about $4,000 so it was a pretty decent start and that's why I started doing it. And you're basically untrained in that first race, right? Oh yeah, I sucked. I was like seven minutes ahead off the bike and I got run down in 10K which is a significant, you know, (laughs) that's a significant lead. (laughs) So how did you improve your run? Um, I actually didn't really start improving my run until 
probably this this past year because um, I actually was a runner in university and you'd never know it because I put on this huge mountain bike booty from mountain biking for so long and uh, I sort of continued racing for a Norba team for three or four years and because I wasn't really giving up the mountain biking I didn't have enough time to really put into the run and I couldn't afford to run enough because I was still trying to get results as a cyclist so I was basically doing two sports until 2005 and so in 2005 I said okay enough of all this I need to run faster and it sort of came around by the end of the year so it it just basically took some some time like instead of running one day a week I ran two and you know this year I'm going to run three yeah every year I'm going to improve it so now why did you pick uh, uh, triathlon over mountain biking I think that I was, you know, I missed the Olympic team twice for mountain biking. And um, it's a testament to me just not being fast enough and Canada just being the best in the world. And so I think that I was just, I was pretty disappointed in my in my performances as a mountain biker. And I, I wanted to take a year off to uh, just sort of regroup. And I thought I would be a road cyclist that year. And I did one race as a road cyclist, and it wasn't any fun. And so then I started doing triathlon because I figured if I was going to take a year off, I'll do triathlon. And there's more to that story, too. But the long story short, I actually did a bunch of road triathlon, and I did all the Xterra stuff that year and sort of was bad at everything. And then I came back in 2002 um, a lot better at pretty much everything. I actually started mountain biking again in 2002 because I kind of was regrouped at that point. And what makes you such a good? Uh, you start off as a um, swimmer, right? And, the, and then you went into. Did you go to biking or, or running? Running. Then, then running, and then you went to biking. But what made you such a good biker right off the bat? I think back then it was fitness from both. I, I think that if if I ever have kids, they're going to be swimmers because swimming is just an excellent sport for discipline and it builds a really great VO2 max. And so you kind of come out of swimming, you can pretty much do any sport at that point. Um, and so I went from swimming with some aerobic capacity into running, and then I managed to run myself down to about 100 pounds and a bunch of injuries. And I then I kind of took some time off. I, well, I had to. And I did a little indoor triathlon in Chicago, Illinois, while I was doing a, a work internship there uh, while I was still in university. And so I came back from that thinking I was going to be a triathlete, but as fate would have it, I sort of met a, a coach who was a cycling coach who convinced me to be a cyclist instead first. So it was just, it took me 10 years to get back to what I was originally going to do, but, you know, that's kind of the journey. Now tell me about your uh, pre-race ritual, which I read you. You have some wine before the, the this is unusual training technique. It's funny because I went out with uh, Bob Babbitt last night after we did a, a little radio show, and he's like, it's 9.15, and I can't believe I'm going out with a triathlete for wine at this point. <laughs> so I guess we just do it differently up in Canada. <laughs> so I am, um, I think... A lot of people have asked me this because I I don't I'm I'm not um, incredibly anal about what I'm eating and I'm not incredibly careful about how much sleep I get and I'm um, not overly worried about the race for weeks on end before um, I think that there's there's different different ways of preparing for races and some people need to be focused and quiet and not distracted for a long time to really get into their zone. 
and for me, I I can I'm very intrinsically motivated. Um, when I go into a race, it really doesn't matter what everyone else is doing because I already have a plan, and it doesn't really affect sort of what I'm going to do. So I actually need to be totally distracted before the race. Otherwise, I'm going to obsess, and then at that point, I'm going to run into trouble. Like, um, I tried to focus really early for the 2004 World Championships, and I totally sucked because I was so blown from being nervous for so long. And, well, I didn't actually suck. I had a really good race. But I, I did some really – I didn't win, and it was my own fault So because it was all in – it was definitely all in my head. So the, the wine thing is – uh, first off, red wine's not going to hurt you. And, it, and in fact, all the stuff you do the week before the race, it really doesn't matter. It's kind of what you've done for the year pre, like before that. So there's no point in at the last minute trying to be perfect because it's way too late at that point. Um, and it's, it's all in how I... Look at this. So we have a woman coming in a bikini... She's going to go out surfing. <laughs> She's got to be freezing. She looks cold already. Yeah, she does. She doesn't even have a wetsuit. No. Do you need to borrow our wetsuit? Do you need to borrow a wetsuit? Okay. <laughs> okay. She, she does have a wetsuit. She, she looks cold. All right. Anyways. I, I totally forgot where I was. But the whole point is that it's all about having fun. And so the before the race, I like to have some fun, be distracted, you know, hang out with friends and talk about other stuff other than talking triathlon, triathlon, triathlon to the point where you're just so bored of triathlon, you can't even get excited about the race. So that's why. Let's talk. We were talking a little bit earlier about uh, that point, about people get obsessed and, and it's all about them. And, and you were talking about uh, what you hope to bring away from triathlon as you get older and, and what, what, uh, what matters to you. Um, I think especially now that I'm, like, I'm kind of looking at maybe three more years. I've, I've been doing this a long time. I was a mountain biker for ten years. And and in the beginning, it was all focused on results, 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 and, and you know, what I needed to achieve in the sport before I left it because I thought it would be so important to carry all these medals and plaques and trophies and all the rest of it. And partway through it, I started to realize that in, in focusing so much about what happened at the race and the result, I realized I was kind of missing the whole point of getting to the race, and it was all about um, the experiences I could have at the end of at the end of the day. And I, I think it doesn't matter if you're racing or whatever you're doing. It, the whole point is to take as much out of life as you can and enjoy it while you're there. Sort of live for the moment is a very you know it's a catchphrase that's very apt. So. Um, I think that now it's it's more about the people that I get to meet while I'm doing the sport and and the places I'm going and what I'm doing while I'm there and it's really great to have great results because that's satisfying that you can set a goal and you can try and see what your own potential is because that's the whole thing you're kind of given what you're given and it's exciting to see what you can do with what you have but uh, you don't want to miss out on anything while you're while you're looking for that. Like sitting on the beach with the kahuna would be a highlight of your uh, triathlon career, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. This is like pretty much, I don't think there has been anything better to date. This is it. Oh my gosh, kahuna, that was awesome.
I cannot believe that you spent the whole day with Mad Mel. Wow. Yeah, it is very cool, and and um, you know maybe we'll do another celebrity from time to time. It was it was fun, and and uh, I had a great time too. So I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, by the <laughs> way, we have a uh, we're going to impose a ten dollar fine on each of us every time we say the word awesome, and that will go into the kitty for our for our new software for the uh, audio software. Is that awesome or what? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. You're out of control. Now, yeah. by the way, if if this podcast sounds kind of weird, it's because I think we're podcasting <laughs> at night, and uh, for some reason it's a little, a little it's a little weird. Giddy. Yeah, a little giddy. Yeah. Um, and usually we podcast. Actually, it's like 6:30 my time, um, and it's late. It's later for Will, but uh, so we're, we're our our bio rhythms are a little bit little bit wacky right now. Um, so. Bio rhythms. That that's a, that's a wow. Bio rhythms. <laughs> you feel, I feel like I feel like saying something bad. Bio rhythms. <laughs> uh, this is what we're talking about, people. <laughs> Okay, so doesn't that sound dirty? Biorhythms? Biorhythms? No. Do you know what biorhythms are? Biorhythms. Yeah, but that, but it sounds. I'm talking about what it sounds like. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, you know what? Let's let's get back on solid ground. Uh, Let's go into the totally uh, no, no, totally uh, cool, (laughs) totally uh, (laughs) sick. Try life lessons. This is where Iron Will gives her kind of her philosophy about triathlon and about life and um, it's it's always my favorite part of the show so so well let's let's listen to it right now okay let's go the tape the water and I have always had a very strange relationship I've always been astonished and intrigued by its beauty In all, you might say. There are few things that command respect like large bodies of water. Few things so beautiful and so powerful, so life-giving and so life-threatening. I suppose I'm in love with the contradiction. Swimming has never been my forte. However, being horribly cocky has. I've spent my life shooting off my mouth, getting myself into situations, and then having to find a way through them, arriving on the other side of them in one piece. I've always known that there was an easier way, but I've never quite been able to find it and make myself stick to the execution of it. I've always just jumped in head first and figured out how to swim out there in the middle of it. How very fitting that I learned my first lesson in humility from a riptide. Though I've navigated several proverbial riptides in my life, it wasn't until I met the real thing that I finally understood my inner Odysseus, my pride, my ego, both overcompensating and both very, very dangerous living in the same spot like that. The morning of my education was crisp. Lake Michigan, an ocean to me, was shifting as a horse behind the starting blocks in anticipation of the bell. It was my last steelhead training swim before the race. From the Tiscornia Park Pier to Jean Clock Park, 1.2 miles through the white cap breakers of the day. I went in cocky, having done the swim a few times already in a decent enough amount of time, but going the distance wasn't what this particular training swim would necessarily entail. About a third of a mile in, I found myself separated from my swim partner. We'd been checking up on each other periodically, but when I looked up this time, he was gone. He was a much better swimmer than I, so I was relatively sure he was all right, but the waves were becoming stronger, and the shore seemed farther and farther away. The three-foot waves were coming faster. 
breathing me in and blowing me out. I swallowed a few of them and my heart raced. My, my, Odysseus, how cocky are you now? You're nothing out here. You're mine out here. It was the lake, the waves. I couldn't outswim them, and if I tried, I'd surely have drowned. If you want to get back to that shore, you'd better learn your place. Some things you just can't fight. Some things are beyond your control. At first I was angry because I thought I had no choice in the matter, but it occurred to me that I indeed had. I could fight the waves and drown, or I could let them go through me. I could be calm and swim with them in the general direction of the shore, making it or not depended on controlling what I could at the moment, which didn't include the waves, the thunderstorm-threatening sky, or anything else in my environment. But I could control my reaction to them all. So I stopped flailing and fighting and wasting my energy. I breathed on the crests and exhaled on the crashes. I rolled, flowed, and learned how to ride the waves. Forty minutes later, I saw the Coast Guard on the shore. My swim partner had called them as soon as he lost sight of me, having almost been pulled off course himself. I'd somehow swum out of the riptide and had only about a hundred yards to make it to the shore. So I swam in, looked out at the lake after exiting, and was astonished all over again because I realized that life is an ocean, and there are some things beyond my ability to change. Other people, circumstances, <laughs> just dumb luck. They are riptides and white cap breakers, and the only way through them is to stop struggling, to relax, to breathe, and to never lose sight of the shore. Will, as always, a stellar tri-life lesson. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Kahuna. And um, to make up for that Joel, uh, Playboy Joel call that... that um, that you did not like. Um, let's just, before we sign off, we're what almost you, done. Let me just make one last call. What are you doing? Uh, I've got a little surprise for you. I was, I was totally kidding. I was totally kidding. Well, Robo. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. What's going on? I'm going to kill you. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How are you? I just called my other training partner, um, Playboy Joel. Yeah. Oh. And he, with Iron Will, she's on the phone. And he, Hi, Robo. Right <laughs> yeah. Hi, Robo. Hey, and he, um, he, he will not commit what to. He, he won't commit to Wild Hour. Did he tell you about Frenchie? Did he tell you what? Did he tell you about Frenchie? No. Okay. Was that what was in the background? I wonder over there. <laughs> he, he did. He did manage to totally insult uh, Iron Will because uh, he asked if she was drunk. <laughs> He was what? Drunk. He's out of control. Out of control. <laughs> he, he, he needs to be. Wildflower? No, I don't think he's going to do. I mean, it sounds like he wasn't doing Wildflower. And uh, he was going to go to. Right? He was watching the Super Bowl, then he's going to go to the casino, and then he's going to go on a date. <laughs> oh, my God. No, he couldn't, he, he couldn't decide if he was going to go on a date or go to the casino. And I said, well, why don't you just get a date from the casino? And, you know, <laughs> there you go. But he wasn't about that, so. I don't know. This is going to be the second year in a row he's paid for Wildflower and then not attended. <laughs> well, he, he's, he, he really got under Iron Will's skin, Robostu. Not in a good way. <laughs> oh, God. No. Don't even get me started. Well, Joel got under her skin? Uh-huh. <laughs> I told her if she, he met, if, if she met Playboy Joel, she would actually really like him, but she's not buying that. No, no, not so much. He's a very likable guy for someone who uh, has no discipline <laughs> and, <laughs> and just sort of oh, lives life oh day to day. 
commits to things and doesn't follow through. Okay, Robo, um, real quick, because we gotta, we got to go, but how was your workout this weekend? It was great. Uh, yesterday, was, uh, I was back on the bike just for a just for a 16-mile ride in the hills. And um, How are you feeling, though? I'm feeling okay. Not great, but okay. And then today I went out and ran a 10K, that one that uh, I ran last year with a photo of me and the, the guy with the knee braces on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, 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 <laughs> you, did you kick his butt? Uh, well, I ran, I ran it really slow today. Uh, I, I ran with a couple of friends who were just taking it easy, and there was no reason to go out after not a whole lot of training and try to get a good time. So I just did it sort of like a training run. The biggest problem is the best thing about this race is it's sponsored by uh, a beer company, and there's a beer garden at the end where you everybody who runs it gets four free beers. But I got called oh, wow. in for work, so I couldn't have any of the free oh. beers. So I had to go and run a 10K and then come to work. Love it. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys do for uh, preparing yourself for your next triathlon today? Today I I had a two hour ride on the trainer, which was just mine and butt numbing, and uh, <laughs> had a thirty minute <laughs> and I had a thirty minute um, run off of that. So oh, very nice. Yeah, it was, it was a long morning. Did you run outside, Will? No, I had to run on the treadmill because it was. Freezing, freezing outside this morning. And uh, Robo, you gave me a cold. I don't know how exactly that happened. But, um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but uh, but yeah, my I, I was swimming yesterday. I thought I was gonna have a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, I don't know. Playboy thinks I'm drunk, so I don't know anything gonna happen. I guess. Um. <laughs> that was probably God getting even with you for giving me a hard time last week. <laughs> Oh, I totally backed off. I was sweet last this week. <laughs> okay. In Robo, did you do foot turns yet? Have you done one? Uh, no, I haven't swam in like three weeks. Okay. Okay, you gotta, oh. do, you gotta do flip turns. I gotta, I gotta ask Robo. I understand you're afraid of uh, of hitting your feet on the flip turn. Is that right? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm afraid of like going of, of like going upside down and kind of like not knowing exactly <laughs> where I'm going to end up. If there's no one in the pool. I've actually pulled off, I, to be to be honest with you, I've pulled off probably half a dozen successful flip turns. But then just when oh, I think well, I've there. got it down, then, then when it, just when I think I've got it done, I'll do one completely crooked and end up with my ankles outside of the pool. And so, <laughs> so you, um, so you I, know, I, I'm going to lose confidence. So you are afraid of hitting oh, your feet on oh, the this side. You guys, um, <laughs> I've got to run right now for work. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so, okay. All right, Robo. <laughs> okay, good All talking right. to you, too. All right. Okay, bye. <laughs> all right, Iron Will. That closes the wildest show we've ever had. I don't know if it's going to seem like it's a wild when it's all edited and put together, but that was a wild show. <laughs> I think it was the, the biorhythms that did it. The biorhythms. Um, yeah, that, that very dirty word, biorhythms. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So, um, well, we're... we're uh, I guess we're we're done till till next week. Definitely, and on that note, I think we probably better get out of here before we really embarrass ourselves. Because you know what you think. Let's do it. Let's get out. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in. This is Iron Will signing off. This is the Trigi Kahuna saying aloha and mahalo. All right, and once again, we'd like to thank the sponsors of Get Your Geek On this week. We'd like to thank Michael Wexler, Silver and Rushing Cooper, Chris Huey. 
Cheryl Palin, and special thanks to Canada Pat, Tech Consultant, to the stars. Okay, and if, you, and if you want to be part of our sponsorship team, uh, you can go to our websites, and Dakota will, will have them uh, coming up, uh, their names and, and uh, numbers, etc. But we have a PayPal little donation button, and you can donate. And again, we're not trying to make money off these podcasts. We're just trying to get a little bit out of the red on it. So um, we really appreciate your sponsorship, and, and thanks so much. This is Dakota, the Tri-Geek Diva. I'm back. Stay tuned for the outtakes of Get Your Geek On. But first, some business. You can call Iron Will. Whoops. (laughs) For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship. Whoops. (laughs) Is that you? (gasps) Okay. Okay, okay, Dakota, look, it's bad enough you've been calling yourself the Tri-Diva, but you show up late, you can't even memorize your lines, and then uh, that stunt you pulled at the casino with Playboy Joel. Uh, I'm sorry, Dakota, but you're fired. Woo! Oh my god. Oh my god. Whatever. (laughs) Aloha and mahalo. Alright, let's get down to business. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by NEPSA for all your web hosting, domain, and design needs. NEPSA is your solution. Visit nepsa.com or call 877-99-NEPSA. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a soundbite for our next show, visit the sidebar of trygeekdreams.com or through th3wall.com for more information. Get Your Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media. Now, stay tuned for our finest moments. Just like, like use your, use your like smooth voice. Our. Right. <laughs> your Kahuna Berry White voice. Hello there. You're like. Hello there. My love voice. There you go. Freaking Playboy drunk soul. <laughs> I just, I can't get over it. I just can't get over it. I'm gonna need a minute. I think he's horrid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Are you ready? All right, sounds good to me. <laughs> You're born ready. I was born ready. Oh, I'm still going to say that. All right, Ironwell. It's time for Get Your Geek On podcast number four. Are you ready? I was born ready, Kuna. <laughs> I forget. What, what was Your name? I'm Melanie. Okay, I'm Melanie. McQuaid. <laughs> bikini are you kidding me oh my god yeah how great would that have been did you have to like go sit behind a desk really fast <laughs> <laughs> somebody could get eaten by a what the heck swims out there jellyfish or something <laughs> uh jellyfish do not eat you but there are great white there are sharks etc <laughs> where are you from like the midwest or something what is wrong with us today <laughs> what's whoa <laughs> what? what was that did you hear something like, I heard like some some howling in the background. Oh yes, my kids. Hey, you guys got to be. Oh. You guys got to be quiet. Okay. <laughs> what happens in oh, wildflowers geez. stays in wildflowers. Is what I say. Oh my god! A whole bunch of little tricycles running around. All this free bike club. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let me get this opened up here. Um, okay, that's stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> I was trying to like, make like opening letter noises, you know? Oh, that's good. But, okay. No.
Yeah, go, you, but it's but it's email. So how stupid is that? <laughs> Let me look like, at my screen. I'll <laughs> make <laughs> click noises. There we go. Are you gonna make a comment? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Do you know that this? I'm gonna edit the hell out of this. But you gotta understand something. Never, ever in any of my single lifetimes would I ever, ever, ever date that man. Ever. Ever. You've got to leave that in. <laughs> Ever. You've got to leave that in. <laughs> that's a, that's going to be the, is what that is. Este pinche hombre que piensa que todo el mundo está enamorado de él. Híjole. Oh, my God. What are we talking about today? Do you know? I know. I don't have an idea, actually. Have to say, like, come out of it and yeah. say, um, you know. I'll I'll say what is done and how brilliant and all that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they call you the Kahuna?